Hi, welcome to episode 11 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And there's no horn today. No horn. Thank Sorry. God. I don't know if my head could handle it. <laughs> yeah. my I can't hear it on my one ear. I don't know if it's because I'm sick or I'm deaf from the horn. Yeah. Outdoor only was apparently really important. Yeah, it was pretty loud. We uh, hope you liked it, though. Yeah. We, what we do for you, injure our ears. <laughs> so, per usual, you can find us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, and you can find us uh, Gmail at Casual Tryhard MTG at Gmail It's bad that we have to like think so hard as we get rattled off where to find us. We're like, where to find? I don't know. We're getting old. We're man. getting it's old. Right. It's hard. It's hard to remember stuff. <laughs> I got we got a Twitter follower from Bogota, Colombia. We're like we're getting worldwide here. Yeah, shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, wh- whoever you are, muchas gracias. <laughs> um, so uh, today's show notes are a little sparse. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go on a journey. We're gonna see where it takes us. Yeah. We we're... are also trying a new setup today. Sure. Let us know if the audio sounds better. We're uh, we're experimenting. I've got a virtual mixing board. I'm like a regular DJ Khaled in here. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk about modern, and we are gonna kind of first start this off by uh, congratulating a local player from the Charleston area. Yeah. Joe Ambrosio. Yeah, he's a guy that we run into. Pretty frequently when we travel to events and always make time to kind of shoot the shit with him for a minute. Um, he was on the winning team for SCG Cincinnati. Yes. It was exactly. this past weekend. It was a team open. He was in the modern seat. So congratulations, buddy. He's playing mono green Tron. Well, we can't all be perfect. Well, <laughs> this this leads into our, our next topic. It leads into it perfectly, is yeah. Is people were on a lot of people were on Mono Green Tron, yeah, because Mono Green Tron plays for Relic of Progenitus in the main deck. In the main, and again, if you don't know what Relic is, it's a one cost artifact uh, that you can tap and exile. And you know, the opponent exiles a card from their graveyard. It's yep. not targeted. It's just they have to exile a card. Yep. And you can pay one and exile both graveyards. Or just both graveyards. And draw a card. Yep. So it like cycles and exiles their graveyard. Yep. So Tron plays dumb kind of like eggs, things that just draw them cards so they can find the pieces that they need. Yeah. And this piece also just happens to be graveyard hate. Let's go on a small tangent just for a minute. Okay. Indulge me if you will. Um, the reason Tron plays all these eggs is because it virtually makes the deck smaller, right? Yes. Um, that's something that people might not be used to seeing. Um, it's one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why Death Shadow played Mishra's Bobble for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because it virtually made the deck smaller. It was also relevant for Tarmogoyf and Other uh, Traverse yeah. Wald, but um, the more cards you have in your deck that kind of turn into another card for free, um, the more chances you have to hit what you're actually looking for in your deck. It's, you know, if you have four Street Wraith, four Mishra's Bobble, you're basically paying playing a uh, fifty-two card deck. Yeah, so you're just more you're more consistent. You're more likely to yeah. draw the yep. cards that actually matter in yep. your deck. And that's why one of the reasons why Tron plays the Relic Main. It's a uh, an egg that you just kind of kind of turn into another card um, to kind of eat up space in the deck. So you're more likely to find either your payoffs or your Tron lands. Um, and it also has relevant text for especially for the meta right now. Yeah. 
So, um, I spent way too much time on Twitter since I, we started this podcast, like a bajillion times more percentages on Twitter than I had been before. I wasn't ever on Twitter. Now, like yeah. every day, I'm checking something. So, before the last band announcement, there was a great deal of talk about it was time to ban Faithless Looting. We were we were done with Faithless Looting. It's too good. It's only been in the format for seven years, and no one played it for like five, five of those years. Yeah. But it's too good now. We can't have Faithless Looting. Yeah. So... So Brian's about to climb on a soapbox for you. I'm going to climb on a soapbox for Faithless Looting. And so I could just get on the soapbox and you'd be like, oh, he plays Dredge when he plays Modern. And so he doesn't want to hit with the card in his deck to be banned. So I'm a scientist and I do data. So I spent five hours yesterday and I went through, I found the, uh, if you've heard of the Wayback Machine, which is a website that archives web pages throughout history. Mm Mm-hmm. I think people have to like submit them. And MTG Goldfish's modern metagame page had been uh, saved to the Wayback Machine starting in 2013. That's way back. That is way back. So I went through, so twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall, I went through and looked at what the MTG Goldfish metagame was for modern mm-hmm. and then so that's one thing but then people would say oh well phoenix just is winning way too much there's not been a deck this dominant like it's 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 position is metagame share doesn't really translate to how good it is so i then found out that you can uh, go star city has their metagame their Top 16 and top 32 slash 34-ish. There's one that was 34. But basically top 32 mm-hmm. deck lists for every event that Star City has ever run. That's crazy. That's a lot of data. That is a lot of stuff. So, uh, fun fact, Star City didn't play Modern the first, like, for all of, like, 2012 and 13 2013, the first time there was a modern event wasn't until the fall of 14. Like, they just didn't play modern. Hmm. All their events were standard legacy. Every single one. So, starting in December, in uh, October of 2014, I looked at between four and eight events and looked at the biggest modern event Star City ran and saw what decks made it to the top 16 or the top 32 of either a classic or they were in olden times 5k's yeah and the the open mm-hmm. so i went through and looked at all this stuff cuz i wanted to compare the current what the meta game currently looks like and kind of the conversion rates to the to the top tables currently to historically what modern has looked like mm-hmm. and is this like super out of whack or are we a bunch of whiny twitter people uh well i mean it's not just whiny twitter people though leading up to the bnr announcement <clears throat> there was a, a bunch of pros and stuff too that had written articles about you know should we ban faithless should we ban ancient stirrings 
Um, I mean, it's been kind of an ongoing discussion. Yeah, well... So it's, it's, not, it's not just people yeah, with pitchforks but there, on Twitter. There's always, um, there's always the question of, like, how has Mox Opal not been banned? Right. And it's like, well, Mox Opal's really good. Ancient Stirring does something that we decided we didn't want cards to do. Yeah. But it just hangs out and gets to be around. Yeah. And then... Because we've knocked all the other stuff off the list, like Faithless Looting has like worked its way up. Yeah. From like it was not hurting anyone, and now it's oh, it's too good. Oppressive. It's oppressive. Yeah. So, what does the current like modern meta game look like? So I looked at um, MTG uh, Goldfish yesterday, mm-hmm. and so is it Phoenix? was 9.5% of the metagame. Dredge was 5%. Then you had, or 5.3. Then you had Green Tron at 5.2. And so those were the only three decks over 5%. Mm-hmm. So Modern's not like weirdly warped right. where you've got these, you've got like two decks that are 20 yeah. and 25% of the metagame and then everything else, right? Then you have Blue-White Control, a little over 4% and humans a little over 4 If you kind of historically go back through the metagame, things like humans uh, last uh, spring was about 8%. Storm in the fall was 75 Um Decks that played Death Shadow, uh, so I added 4-color yeah, in Grixis, were 13%. Uh, that was in spring of 17. Uh, Jund, everyone's favorite. You know, oh, it's my modern, favorite. Modern's a healthy format when Jund is the best <laughs> deck. Uh, was 8.3% in the fall of 16. Yep. Um, so if you'd like to know what a metagame looks like when something needs to be banned. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, may I introduce you to Eldrazi Winner? Yeah. I went through MTO, MTGO Goldfish, and I took all of the decks that played Eldra- that were Eldrazi something. Yeah. So I rolled. It was blue red Eldrazi, mono red Eldrazi. Blue red, mono red, uh, blue uh, Bant, mm-hmm. uh, colorless. I rolled all of those together. So everything that was on Eye of Ugin plus Dot Knots here. Yeah. And that was thirty three point six percent of the metagame. Yeah. For four weeks that is not a healthy format that is that is not normal but if you keep going back you have in 2015 in the fall jund's nine percent green red tron's eight percent naya burn is seven and a half percent right and then a bunch of decks at five percent yep so this is normal uh again another spot where things maybe something had to get banned at some point was uh if you go all the way back to the very first like the first data data, you find uh, it was Jund was 22.2% of the metagame. I added the fact that Deathrite Shaman was in that Jund deck. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, okay. So those are, those are kind of like the, the metagame share of the top decks. Now, even when Jund had Deathrite Shaman way, way back in 2013, uh, nine months later, Jund was only... Nine percent of the metagame. Uh, Deathrite Jund. Deathrite Jund. The same deck. Because I yeah. went and looked. Now three months later, or four months later in February, 
they banned Deathrite Shaman. Yeah. Right? So Deathrite Shaman was legal when the metagame share went from 22% to 9%. Yeah. And that's because Jeskai Control was 13% of the meta. Mm -hmm. And Maliripod and Kikipod. So just pod decks were. So Maliripod and Kikipod were 10 or 11% of the meta. So decks that had like decent game against Jund mm-hmm. started to get played. Yep. So this has happened repeatedly. The only time it didn't really fix itself over time is kind of Eldrazi Winter. Yeah, that's a, a very specific deck to beat Eldrazi though. Yeah, so the only the the there were only two decks that were over five percent. Yeah. And that was Affinity and then Absan Company. Yeah. And if you look, so at the conversion rate to um, to top 16 or top 32, uh, the real problem was, so 33% of the people that showed up, and according to uh, Goldfish, were playing Eldrazi, mm-hmm. 45% of them made it, 45% of the top 16 yeah. or top 32 was Eldrazi. Yeah, that's crazy. And then the next deck was Affinity at 14%, because Affinity had a good matchup against Eldrazi. Yeah. And then you had Infect, which wasn't in kind of the the top three or four decks. But had a great matchup against Eldrazi. With 6%. Yeah. So that's a a uh, a meta game where it was one like tier zero deck that you had to play if you got in on Ayavugan before it went to $50. Yeah. And then if you didn't, you have to play one of the decks that beats it. Yep. Right. Um, so that's kind of how the metagame has looked previously. Mm-hmm. If you think about, I think another thing that goes against Dredge and Phoenix and the Faithless Looting decks in general is people don't like the play pattern. People that don't like fun don't like the play pattern. Yes. Yeah. People don't like don't like graveyard based decks. Right. They, I think, especially with Dredge, there's a feeling of, well, this isn't magic. Yeah, well, you, you also get kind of an information overload. Normally, when you're playing a game of Magic, you worry about what's on the battlefield. Sometimes, if you know like what's in their hand, you worry about what's in their hand. You can kind of think about what's coming next a little bit. But when you're playing against a Dredge deck or a Phoenix deck, you have to worry about every card in their graveyard also. Yeah, you, you have to like keep mental track of what's left in their graveyard, which kind of leads to like an information overload where it's not... Your brain's doing too much to have fun. Yeah, you you have to worry about all the zones. You don't yeah. have you don't have any zones in the game that don't matter. Right, uh, and that's that's more difficult. Yeah. So, so I looked at it as faithless looting is a deck that plays faithless looting right now is twenty two percent of the top sixteen or top thirty two decks. Mm-hmm. It's about fourteen percent of the overall meta. So it's kind of converting at a higher rate because mm-hmm. the decks are pretty good. Yeah. Right, um, but if you look at noble hierarch decks, mm-hmm. no one has ever said, "Oh man, we ban should noble ban noble hierarch. hierarch." There have been twice in the last two years. So basically, the entire like uh, time, all of 2017, the meta game was 20% noble hierarch decks. Yeah. So those were uh, let's find them. Human spirits. That was well. Oh, did I get the wrong one? Wrong year. Maybe it was 2018. Did all this work? Did I mess it up? 
2018, I guess. Yeah, because it was yeah. Humans and Company. Yep. And then Humans and Spirit. So it was 2018. So all last year, the meta game was... Noble Hierarchy. Noble Go. Yeah. And no one was like, oh my gosh, 20% of the decks are Noble Hierarchy help, decks. Help, help, we're being oppressed. Yeah. Right? What happened? We just got control. Got yeah. dead. Because it was like, I'm just going to play a pile of removal, kill all your nerds, and then I'll win the game. Yep. Sweep it up. Blue light control got good. Yep. Right. So those decks, I'm all kind of all got naturally taken care of. Yeah. Now you can say, well, KCI was too good. KCI was more of a coverage ban. Right. Because like the, they weren't fun to watch. It was just awful decks to watch. Yeah. It was right. too conf- a lot of people couldn't figure out what was going on. They were really confusing to like determine a board state. Um, the deck kind of won out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it was like a turn four deck yeah. that like could win from not a whole lot of resources on the board. Yeah. Right. So, but you had this whole time where there were noble decks. So the modern metagame changed to meet. Became hostile to noble. Became hostile to noble. Right. Um, so that's like a normal thing. And there are, and so it's not like, Having a a card that is in a lot of decks is a new thing. Right. It is just that we don't like the kind of decks that Faithless Looting promotes. It's also kind of important to note also that um, like we're lumping Faithless Looting decks together. We are. But Phoenix and Dredge are very different are decks. Are very different decks, yeah. Like they couldn't be further from the same deck. Yeah. So they are they are two very different decks, but they share a card. And I think right. that's what a lot, a lot of people were looking at them as like, we need to ban faithless looting because right. But like going back to your previous point though, where you were talking about uh, humans and spirits sharing noble hierarch. Well, humans and spirits are pretty similar decks. Yeah, they're you just change the creature type you're playing, but you're just trying to play yeah a synergy game yeah. based on. Tribe. Yeah, and I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm using no. this to kind of reinforce mm-hmm. your point because human because humans and bant spirits are both noble decks, um, and they both play differently. That's even closer to a true twenty percent of the metagame than dredge and phoenix decks. Yes, phoenix decks play a lot more like a tempo game, whereas dredge it's almost like a combo deck. You just yeah. win. Yes. So, so I think it's again goes back to the types of games that people feel like Faithless Looting promotes. Yeah. When uh, when Mardu uh, Pyromancer was a really popular deck, no one was like, oh man, Faithless Looting's too good. It lets them get rid of their dead cards. Yeah. Right? So... And that's really when Faithless Looting got popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than Dredge. It was Dredge. Yeah. Unplayable, Goryeo's Vengeance deck. That deck's sweet, though. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great, but like... I've played against it and I've played with it. They never have it. Yeah. Like, that's just the problem. You're just like, oh, like, I need this very small collection of things. I'm never going to have those things. I'm two world spine worms away from that deck right now. I am four <laughs> world spine worms away from that deck. And I didn't realize they were, you said they're like $15. Yeah, I think they're, well, I, they, think, I think they came down since uh, Ultimate Masters came out. They were around 30 for a minute. Yeah. Whew. Like man, I want to play. I want to lose some games with one hundred and twenty dollars of worlds by worlds in my deck. Like you could just like set one hundred twenty dollars on fire and like be better off. So, so I think that. So, 
So you've got these two decks that kind of share a card and don't have what people kind of consider like fun, yeah. traditional play patterns. Yeah. Right? So that is that is where we are. Uh, but when there's a deck that when there are when there are decks that have what we kind of consider a traditional play pattern, yeah. we we are okay with that deck being twenty percent of the metagame. Right. Right. So and there's also been times where so maybe you think, well, so what is like, what are the, what are the top decks right now? So, so I kind of went through what people are playing. What's mm-hmm. kind of converting? So Dredge is about twelve and a half percent of the last, basically the last four events. Right. Uh, so starting from the sixteenth and going back to the twentieth. So all the, I think there are two modern opens and two classics. Okay. Uh, something like that, and it was. Uh, there were 80 decks in there. Dredge was 12.5%. Okay. Phoenix was 10%. So of 80 decks, yeah. there were eight. Yeah. Right? But Phoenix was a problem. Right. Green Tron was 6%. And then Burn, Death, Shadow, and Humans was 5%. Uh, combined or each? Each. Okay. So four decks each. Yeah. Right? And then there's a bunch of random one-ofs, I'm sure, because... Every one of these, there was a merfolk. There was a merfolk in there. <laughs> it never goes away. You're like, this deck's awful, but there's always like two dudes who like top 16, and you're like, how? How did you look at merfolk and go like, I could play humans and have cards with text, or I could play merfolk and have spreading seas. I'll go with spreading, yeah, seas, go with spreading seas and a bunch of cards with no text. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you still have like kind of a diverse yeah. group of decks making it to the top. I think again, the big knock on Phoenix is Ross Merriam won the won the first tournament he played it with. Yeah. And then Ely Cassis won a GP with it. Yeah. And then I don't know his name, but he always wears an Andrew Luck jersey. <laughs> uh he won a GP with Phoenix. Yeah. So it's one. That was some... a GPLA, the one you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Uh, so there are like it's won some big events, but at least on the Star City circuit, which usually is pretty responsive to what's going on. Yeah. It's not like it's thirty percent of all the top sixteens and top thirty twos are Phoenix. Right. It's this. It's eight decks. Yeah. So it's not like it's this oppressive thing, and you can go back, and you know. There was, uh, in the fall, before Phoenix, Dredge, out of 111 decks from October, end of October to... Uh, early December. Early December, right. So December 2nd, when the Phoenix, when Ross Marion won with Phoenix, out of 111 decks, Dredge was 11.5%. Mm-hmm. Humans was basically 11 Bant Spirits was 9%. Right? So these these decks have gone away. The, the kind of the... Just overload the board with creature decks because yeah. thing in the ice is thing in the ice is them. really good against it. Yeah, right. But you can look back and there's a lot of spots where your top your top decks are like there's one that's like twelve percent and one that's like ten percent. That's yeah. pretty consistent. Or two. So we go back to 2017 in the fall. Companies ten percent. Yeah. Death Shadows ten percent. That's typically. I mean, as far as I can remember. Obviously, the data is sitting right in front of me now, but anecdotally, um, what I remember about Modern is it being, you know, a pretty wide open format where 
most decks are around, you know, seven to ten percent of the metagame. Yeah. And that's kinda mm. you know, even like so here is a stretch where Scapeshift isn't even on the list of decks that are being played. Yeah. In the spring of two thousand seventeen. Twelve percent conversion rate. And it's twelve percent of the top top yeah. sixteen, top thirty twos. Yeah. And Affinity was not on the list of decks being played. It was yeah. when Death Shadows was everywhere, and we ha- might have to ban Death Shadow because it's yeah too it's good too too good. Uh, Scape Shift and Affinity out of eighty decks were like nine or ten. Yeah, each. Yeah, out of eighty was Scape Shift and Affinity, and then Death Shadow was seven and a half. But Death Shadow was too good. We might have to ban it. Right. <laughs> uh Again, Eldrazi was 45. It was too good. We had to ban it. Uh, well, that really was, though. Oh, it was. It, no, no. It was yeah. really too yeah. good. Right? And so there are other points. So when I started playing, I got into modern the budget way, mm-hmm. which is I put together Merfolk, and I put together Burn. And I played a lot of Burn. And Burn, so back in 2014, so right around where I started playing modern, 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Naya Burn was 9% of the metagame uh, of what people were playing, yeah. but it was roughly 12% of what was top 16, top 32-ing, right? And if you look, Burn kind of stayed... Burn fell off a cliff in six months. It went from 9% to 4.5%, yeah. but it was still about 10% of what was day 2-ing. Or not day 2-ing, but making the top. But when you played Burn, and it stayed about top top 10 for almost a year, yeah, about time. 10%. But whenever you played Burn, everyone you played against was like, I don't want to lose the Burn. Every single person <laughs> had multiple timely reinforcements yeah. or multiple ley lines. ley lines. Not because Burn was by far the best deck. Yeah, It was a deck that people were just it. like, I don't want to lose to Burn. I think Burn's a dumb deck for dumb humans. Yep. And I'm going to make sure I don't lose to Burn because it's really easy to not lose to Burn. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I don't feel like... I feel like the move this last week, and they mentioned this in coverage, that a lot of people were on Mono Green Tron because it has a good matchup against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Right? This is what happens. Like, this deck has existed for three months. So a deck is going to come up that can push it down. Yep. As much as everyone hates Mono Green Tron or Tron in general, I feel like they'd much rather that be the oppressor than the other option right now, which is War Prison. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I would much rather have someone, like, card me on turn three and I go, this game is over. Yeah. As opposed to, like, on turn 15, like, someone be like, I want to make one Thopter. <laughs> With Thopter Sword. And then we're going to eventually get there. Like, I'd much rather just be like, I got card. They're getting milled out with If New Rivulet. Yeah. I don't think these ones play Rivulet. They don't play it anymore? They did. No. I, like, the way that, like, so the Zan Syed build was he had, like, Thopter Sword in it. Okay. And so he just won off the back of Thopter Sword. Oh. Yeah. So that's a little bit faster than mill you out with yeah. If New Rivulet. But not fast enough. Yeah. Um... So, I feel like for everyone who wants to ban stuff, 
that you just need to let kind of the meta game shake itself out. Yeah, it self-corrects to an extent. It it does, and if something's really really broken, then okay, fine. Now we have to do something. Like we spent three months with Eldrazi. Yeah. Trying to self-correct. Yeah. And happen. there was nothing to do. Yeah. I think last December, Star City ran a no ban list modern tournament. And Eldrazi won. Eldrazi won. Like, Eldrazi yeah. was like three or four of the top eight yeah. decks. Eldrazi like, did better than Hypergenesis. Yeah. Which just doesn't seem right. <laughs> no, it does not seem um, right. Having played Hypergenesis in a no ban list event, yeah. that was sweet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, Eldrazi was a problem. Yeah. Phoenix has been around for three months, and I feel like people have taken a lot of half measures. Yeah. Right? People aren't changing their decks. Right. Substantially. People seem resistant to be like, all right, how do I have to beat this deck? I have to turn Arc Light Phoenix into Snare Thopter. Yeah. And I have to be able to kill... Uh, Thing in the Ice. Thing in the Ice. They play 10 to 12 threats yeah. in the whole deck. Right, and they're not they're not threats that are hard to interact with. They're not like they don't have hexproof. They don't yeah. like, like I feel like this is like the time for like Obzon to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play four paths. I'm gonna play scavenging ooze. I'm gonna play rest in peace mm-hmm. in the board, and I'm gonna cover all your stuff. I'm gonna like make you sack your thing in the ice before it flips with Lily. Yep. Or fatal push it. I'm gonna fatal push it. Yeah. I'm going to have these stupid Lingering Souls tokens to block. Yep. I've put together a deck that can beat uh, this. Mm-hmm. And, sounds reasonable. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to have to lean really hard on Rest in Peace to beat Dredge. But I can lean really hard on Rest well, in Peace. Well, I mean, Path helps there and path, also. Path helps a ton. Yeah. But I'm going to like play Rest in Peace and maybe a Cade. I'm going to have like five pieces of dedicated Graveyard Hater, like a Nile Spell Bomb or something. Yeah. Right, so you can play these, but people have just kind of decided. I know that I was uh, talking about at one point is like there are no good green white decks. I don't know, like or, no one's playing them. Right, like because we kind of like moved on to well, the creature decks we're gonna have to play are humans, and they can't play any like sideboard hate. They can't play rest in peace because right. you can never cast it. Yeah. Well, maybe humans isn't the best deck to play right now. Maybe yeah. it is a traditional like Abzan or like. Absence, you get recipes for like a Jund kind of deck where you're like, mm-hmm. you've got eight threats. I'm going to kill all eight of your threats. Yeah. And Good now <laughs> we're going to move on from here where you have yeah. like no threats. Either I'm going to Lily you or you're going to get hit with a Scooze or a Goyf and the game's just going to end. Yeah. So I feel like because of our recent standard history, yeah, where we had a bunch of bands in rapid succession so we banned like in january right january 17 january 18 17 17 we banned had to ban emrakul yep we had to ban smuggler's copter yep and we had to ban was that they banned something else before fell was that when they banned fellow guardian as well um fellow guardian got the x with marvel right uh, yeah, it was no Marvel didn't get banned. It was Emrakul that got banned. No, Marvel ended up getting banned. Uh, initially, it was Emrakul. Oh yeah, no right. It was yeah, Emrakul. Yeah, to start with, it was Emrakul and um. Okay, MTG Marvel ban. 
so that was June 17 is this article. Okay. So it would have been January 17. Yeah. Would have been when they been Emrakul and... Uh, Looter Scooter. Looter Scooter and then Felidor Guardian. Because they missed print. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it would have come out right around there. Yeah. Right, so... No, it was later on they banned it. Anyway. Uh, anyway, um, but we had this point where Wizards banned a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like, we broke it. And... But it was funny, when they did that ban, they are like, we broke it, but we looked at all the data, and these Marvel decks are Reflector actually Mage. bad. Reflector Mage. That's what the other card right? was. Yeah. But... You know, these Marvel decks are actually bad. Yeah. But you idiots keep playing them even though they're <laughs> bad. So we have to, like, protect you from yourself because no one likes getting Emrakuld yeah. and not getting to take their turn. So it's your... We're doing this even though the deck's bad. Right? And then we had to ban Reflector Mage because we printed Collected Company. Yeah. Oops. And, yeah. But, so they banned that. And so everyone's like, well, okay, I don't have to, like... I didn't have to spend the next like four months, trying three to beat months, the deck. trying to beat this deck. Yeah, because everyone kind of like ran to like I'm gonna play it. Yeah, but when a deck usually gets to twenty percent of the meta game, yeah. we're like, oh man, we're gonna have to like. I actually had it. a lot of success during that time playing Marvel less Marvel. You were just playing like the. I played all the stuff with no Marvel. Just basically like, it was early teamer energy. Yeah. Um, I played in, I think it was GP Vegas. I played in a, a, PP, or a PTQ mm-hmm. and ended up coming in like second in my pod with marvel list Marvel because everybody was trying to play around the Marvels I didn't have in my deck. Yeah, I, I on the other hand, jammed some Marvels in one of the Oh, IQ. I know you did. Those were good times. <laughs> uh, but, all right, so we, so there was, and then when Marvel was still around... We built Anthony this blue-white flash deck that mm-hmm. played Spellcaller. Yeah. Because Spellcaller eats, eats the Marvel, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that deck played, like, four ways to kill a creature. It played, like, yeah. four Harness Lightnings. So, like, you just, like, he's kind of like playing, like, Spirits. You just flash in a Spellcaller, eat their Marvel. Then, if, God forbid, you tried to kill it and they had, like, a Rattle Chains, you were just done. Yeah. You just lost it. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to take four and I'm going to die. Like, this was awful. Right, but like we didn't like get a chance for like people to go like okay, how can I beat this deck? It like happened. Yeah, they decided it was too good after like two months, and then they like bailed. And they were also like, um, Looter's Creator's too good because we made a colorless card that can go on a bunch of decks. It's good. We don't like that. When they printed like Heart of Curran, they just said like eat target. Looter Scooter. Yeah. And Fatal and Push. Aether Flux. Uh, Aether Sphere Harvester. Yeah. Which was a 3-5. Eat Target. Looter Scooter. Yeah. And then Fatal Push. Yeah. And then the, the next set had like a braid. Right. No, we had to get rid of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then we had the whole Felidar Guardian thing where we had a bunch of like the whole Sahili blinking nonsense. Yeah. Where that deck was everywhere. But again, it was only everywhere for like a month or two. Yeah, and that deck wasn't even that good. I mean, it was all right. And we decided it was too good. Yeah. We've got to bail it, won a couple tournaments. Oh, no, we got to get rid of it. So I think that what is, at least in my opinion, what has happened is Wizards has bailed people out. Yeah. And they've not had to change their decks. Mm-hmm. So like as modern changes, 
people are like, oh man, my deck's not good anymore. I have this investment in this deck. I, I don't want wanna, my deck to be good. I want my deck to be good. So I want something to get banned. So things go back to the way they were a year and a half ago. Like I yeah. bought all the cards for humans. Humans was the best deck. Now humans isn't the best deck. Yeah. I want to be playing the best deck. Yeah. It's like times change. Yeah. I mean, we just proved looking back at the last four, five years of meta that uh, times change. Yeah, things rotate, come up yeah. and down. Decks go away and come back. Yeah, affinity's always there. Like affinity, affinity right now is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've decided we have to play green cards and like <laughs> put plus one plus one counters on everything. They're gonna mess up and print an artifact, or the meta game's gonna change and like putting cranial platings on like O twos is gonna be the thing to do again. Sure, it always comes back. There yeah. are all these decks that have been around forever. That will swing back. And this is a low point for Affinity, but it may swing back around. Yeah. Right? And so, like, there are people that, like, will play their deck even when it's bad, and those people get really good. Yeah. They're like, oh, man, I'm, like, 45% against everything, (laughs) but I'm so much better at this than everyone else. Yeah. I can get this to 50. And then when you're fit, when they're... 50% 50% against everything, they're 60% against everything because they're just so much better at it than everyone else. Yeah. But I think there's just been this, like, thing where, like, Wizards has bailed people out mm-hmm. and they've not had to put in the work. Now, as casual tryhards, we don't always have the time to put in the work. That's true. Right? So sometimes you do kind of run to the best deck and you're like, oh, you know what? I have the stuff for Phoenix. It's the best deck. Put it together. I'm going to play Phoenix. I don't have thing in the ices. I did. I got rid of them. Oh. Yeah. I got rid of them a while back. I got them for like $2. They went to like 8 I got off. And then I never got back on them when they rotated. And now they're like 12 or 20 or something. Yeah. Garbage. Right. I've still got mine. Yeah, show off. Uh, <laughs> but like, so that's fine. But realize that like things are going to change. Like yeah. Jerry Thompson's like, Phoenix can't be the best stack for too much longer. Right. Right, they're having to do too many weird things to stay on top. Yeah. Right, and it's going to rotate out eventually. And, you know, if, if like, every time you make it to day two with your Phoenix deck, you sit down against, like, War Prison, Green Tron, War Prison, Green Tron, right? Maybe you'll run super hot and you'll beat the hate. Or you'll beat the matchup that is there to beat you. Yeah. But more than likely, if they're 60% against you... You're going to get got. You're going to get got, right? You know, the the guy who finished second in the last Open lost to Phoenix, mm-hmm. but was playing The Rock, just right. green-black, because Jerry T was like, hey, The Rock is really good against Phoenix. I would play The Rock. Yeah. This guy was like, oh, I'll play The Rock. And Jerry <laughs> to play The Rock. And he made it to the finals and then lost to Phoenix. It doesn't mean that, that that the deck doesn't beat Phoenix. It means in this sample size of one, yeah. of one match, it lost to Phoenix. Yeah. But any number of things could have happened for him to right? lose to Phoenix. But for so. him to get to the finals, yeah. he smushed some Phoenix people along the oh, way. I'm sure he did. Right? Because he came with a deck that's like, I beat Phoenix. Yeah. Right? So, you know, legacy players have a tendency to just be like, hey, Wizards, don't mess with my format. Yeah. <laughs> but just leave it alone. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Right? I 
ragdog Logan every time that Death Rite Shaman was like in half the decks in the top 16 or and top it was 32. for a long time for a long time I'd be like they're gonna ban it yeah oh no it's fine they're gonna ban it look look at how many decks are just four color Dover yeah they're gonna ban it and then they banned it but I don't know if it needed to be banned like yeah, it was I don't think it, it wasn't did. like it wasn't super fun to play against I lost a lot to a one mana planeswalker yeah but ooh, I wonder if they have like Deathrite Planeswalker for like actual, the spot. Actual Deathrite Planeswalker. Actual Deathrite Planeswalker. <laughs> uh, making cost like three mana and just have the same Deathrite abilities. Um, but uh, but like Legacy players like just don't mess with our format. Yeah. Like it'll sort itself out and you know Legacy kind of rotates around. Mm-hmm. There's always like you know nine or ten decks that are good and they kind of like take their turn yeah. at the top. Uh, but there aren't a lot of tournaments, so there's the yeah. the rotation is super slow. Yeah, because you get you know two events a year, three events yeah. a year. It's not like modern where there's an event like every weekend. Every weekend, right? And you forget like humans wasn't a deck, right? Then again, I got to shout out Magic Aids guy. Yeah, <laughs> made the deck. Collins Mullins watched a video, changed four lands, won a tournament. Yep. Everyone played humans. Yep. All of a sudden, it's a deck. Right. For three or four months, no one put Arc Light Phoenix in Modern. Yep. Ross Marion messed with the deck, won a tournament. Everyone's jamming Arc like Arc like Phoenix in everything. Yeah. This too will pass. Yep. So you just like take a deep breath. Like you don't want because if we start when they start banning cards, yeah. Eventually they run into your deck. Right. Eventually your deck is the best deck, and there's a group of people that are like. Ban it. I don't like it. It's just ban it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, but no, it's my deck. I I like my Noble Hierarch deck. No, mana acceleration is bad. We need to get rid of Noble Hierarch. Quick uh, quick aside, kind of similar mm-hmm. story. Um, when we went to, I think it was me, Cameron, and Christos went down to Green Dragon to mm-hmm. um, play in a PPTQ, mm-hmm. the, the one that I got my invite out of. Yeah. Um, my last round, I was playing against a guy on mono red, and I was playing Golgari, and I smushed him with Wild Growth Walkers, both games. I was at forty something life, just yeah. Wild Growth Walker, Jade Light, Jade Light, recur my Jade Light, recur my Jade Light, and this guy was preaching so hard by the end of our round that he is going to quit Magic if they don't ban Wild Growth Walker. Got to ban those commons, man. Got to ban Wild Growth Walker. The car saw no play the whole time it was in standard until uh, guilds came out. Yeah. Saw zero play through Ixalan, Kaladesh. Like, nobody was playing the card. The whole package existed. Nobody played it. Now it's too good. Yeah. And it's it's because, like, you know, I I long for the day when Teferi is no longer in standard. <laughs> I am so sick of playing against, like, these control decks that have, like, what's my win condition? Oh, it's also my card advantage engine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also an answer. that That's how I'm going to win this game is this, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's bannable. I no. think it was a mistake, but I don't think it's bannable. Right. Right? And, like, you know, of course, when you get smushed by a card, you're like, ah, that card's too good. Right? 
But, you know, if you were playing against Esper, right. you being at 40 life was like... Doesn't matter. I'm going to ult my Teferi. I'm going to eat all your permanents. Yeah. I'm going to cast another Teferi. Un- draw. Untap. Tick up a Teferi. Draw. Yeah. <laughs> eat untap. A, eat your 15-15 wild growth. Your 15-17 yeah. wild growth. Exile it. Yeah. Like, right. So it's, it's you know, matchup. It's contextual. Right. Right. So I think that, like, giving the format... Especially a format with as many cards as modern. Yeah. There's answers in Time. Modern. Again, Magic Aids guy. Yeah. Uh, made some deck. It's probably not good, but he was playing, oh gosh, Phyrexian Obliterator. Mm-hmm. Because it's a horror. Mm-hmm. They're going to get flipped by Thing in the, Thing ice. In the Ice. And was playing Cremate. One black, exile a card from a graveyard, draw a card. Okay. In his main deck. He's like, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna beat Phoenix, <laughs> and people can do that. Yeah. Right. You, you know, there are people that will decide when Burn's a thing. They're like, yeah, well, I'm sick of losing to Burn, so I'm gonna play three timely main reinforcements in the main. Yeah. And you sit down, and you're like, I should have game one, and you get timely, and you're like, huh. Yeah. Right. And like these things will happen. People like, I don't want to lose to Phoenix anymore, and then they'll stop losing to Phoenix. Yep. They may hurt their matchups other places, but they'll stop losing the Phoenix. That's how the format balances itself. Right? And, again, the they'll come for your deck. Yeah. Right? Twin, when they banned Twin, it was 9% yeah. of the day two meta. And their argument was, well... Competitive diversity. Yeah, well, Twin was... Let's so look at the one before Eldrazi winner. Uh, okay, Twin was 5% yep. of the decks played and was 7% of the of the day two. Nope, ban it out of existence. And they banned it because, yeah. well, why would you play another blue-red deck if you just can play Twin? Yeah. Okay. And then a blue deck didn't exist from that point until... For, like, ever. Yeah. For a very long time. If you go down here, there's, like, nothing. Yeah. There's, like... If you want to call a blue deck in fact, <laughs> there's like there's no blue decks. Right. Right? And now we have a blue red deck again. Yeah. And people are stressing out about it. And I hate it playing against I beat Bowman zero percent of the time I played. No matter what I played, I just lost the twin. Yeah. Just like, uh, it was awful. Right? But, you know, people are now like, Can we unban twin? Twin will fix all these problems. <laughs> Can we just have twin back? And it's like, well right. Golgari Grave Troll died for Dredge being ten percent of the of the day two yeah. of, of the top sixteen top thirty two. To be fair though, I don't like. Were there people clamoring for a twin ban? I don't remember. People. No, I don't think people were. People weren't. Cl- Some people again. Twin was one of the better decks, yeah. so there was always a group of people that were like, "Man, I can never beat Twin." Yeah. So I guess I want Twin to be banned, right? Part of the reason Jun was good then right. was because Jun got to play four abrupt decays. Mm-hmm. Which then, you got to kill the guy that they tried to put the uh, Splinter Twin on. Yeah. And you played a bunch of Thought Seizes. So you took the Splinter Twin. Yeah. And that's how the games went. Yep. So there was this, like, natural counterplay. It was like, oh, we need competitive diversity. Eldrazi. <laughs> right? Like, oh, like, if Twin was here, we wouldn't have Eldrazi. Maybe you're right, but we got rid of Twin. We have Eldrazi now. I don't think that's true. I don't think so either. Like, Thought Nuts here, you have a 4-4. Yeah. Take your combo piece. Yeah. Now I'm sure there's Bowman's listening to this, maybe like screaming about all the lines that Twin <laughs> would have. To, I have Rima. 
right. So cool. <laughs> cool. But then sometimes you don't. Sometimes yeah. you're on the draw and you just get four forward and we have a clock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I think that, you know, when Wizard starts banning stuff, it always screws up the meta. It does. Stuff rises to the top. Something always is going to be the best stack. Yeah. And you have to, like, approach it as, like, this is the game of magic we currently play. Mm-hmm. And I'm either going to play the deck I always play and make some small changes to make it better. It's also an interesting point that you made, um, like, referencing the standard bannings, because it seems like Wizards, whenever they drop the ban hammer, makes the player base lazy. Yeah. And I think that's what we're running into right now, is our player base has gotten lazy. Yeah, I think that standard, there was a problem. It was problem. Yeah. There was there was a challenge, which was how do I beat Emrakul plus Marvel? And before anyone got their head around it, yep. Wizard said, don't worry, we're going to ban it. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can make the same argument for, like, uh, Nexus on Arena. Arena. Yeah. Right? Like, it was miserable. Like, playing a 45-minute game. Yeah. When out of spite you're cooking dinner, hitting space bar, <laughs> you will kill me. I've got other things to do with my life. You have to sit there, space bar, space bar, space bar. Um, was pretty awful. Yeah. But like, if push came to shove, I'm sure you could have built a deck that like hard targeted uh, Nexus and like Esper, right? Because well, I mean, I was playing Freebooter at the time, and I had a great great win percentage against Nexus. I yeah. just take it with a Freebooter. Yeah, but like, like you could have built a deck that was like Esper and Nexus are kind of spell based decks. Yep. I'm gonna like play Freebooters. I'm gonna play Duress in the main. Yep. And I'm gonna give percentage points other places. But I'm gonna be eighty percent against these, and they're around enough where that's fine. Where that's fine. Where if I'm forty percent against red, I make up for it by being yeah. awesome, and my overall win percentage gets to fifty-five, sixty percent. I climb the ladder; it's all good. Yep. Right. But it was like, well, I have mono red together, and I just want to play mono red. And sometimes you got onto them, sometimes you didn't. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we're gonna ban it. Now, granted, ban it, banned it because it was miserable. It was a, yeah, it was the KCI miserable yeah. to play against. You just didn't do anything for. Right, and it's it's a bad look when they're trying to push uh, the MPL and coverage and all that. It's a bad look to be stuck in you know an hour long best of an one hour game. an hour long game where your opponent just loops their yeah. their spell like the oh, no uh, Shinhar Shinhar yeah. uh, had his opponent banned mid match. Yeah. Because he just kept looping Nexus. Yeah. Now, I think Shedhar would have conceded had his uh, chat probably not been going like, <laughs> let's see how long this will go. Uh, right. So, it's... Uh, as soon as they... Like I said, when they start messing with stuff, your deck moves further up the list as yeah. the next deck. Right? Because what if we get to a point where, like, God forbid Soul Sisters is the best deck, right? <laughs> and you're like, I've waited my whole life for this. And they're like, people are like, can't beat it. Gotta ban Martyrus Saints. And then your deck doesn't work anymore. 
and we're like just stuck playing like standard in modern. <laughs> it's sad like, times if they ban martyr. Yeah, <laughs> martyr too good. They're gonna print some. They'll print some card if you gain twenty life in a turn, win the game. Yeah, and then oh no, well world's ending, right? So calm down. Yeah, do some work. Actually, like approach the deck that you need to beat and figure out what you need to do to to beat the deck. Yep. Play Abzad. Get rest in peace. Well, I mean, this is an interesting point. Also, what are things that we can do to improve our uh, our chances in this metagame? So, having played a lot of dredge, uh, surgical is not good enough. Yeah. Right? A targeted surgical, like surgicaling, narcomoebas, or blood gas, so your, uh, your uh, Prythamagopsa in the graveyard, that's kind of how you want to use your surgicals. Mm. Surgical is pretty good against Phoenix, though. It is, but it's not, it's not this, like, end-all, be-all, like, you know, hammer right. that that people think it is, right? And, like, people are, like, skimping. Like, I'm going to play two surgicals in my sideboard of my green-black deck. No, dude, you came here with a mission. Yeah. Right? Play, like, hard graveyard stuff. So, rest in peace turns Arc Light Phoenixes into Snarethopters. Right. No one would ever sleep with a Snarethopter in modern. Absolutely not. Right? Uh, same with Grafdigger's Cage. Grafdigger's Cage is a little bit worse against Dredge because yeah. Dredge can build out their graveyard, find an answer, yeah. kill your your uh, your thing, and then play a land, and then they get all their blood yeah. gas back, and they get all their prized amalgams, right? And then they crush you. Yeah, and then they crush you. Yeah. Right. But like Grafdigger's Cage is good. A lot of times it's good to play like a mix of mm-hmm. of hate cards. Um, so. Uh, a time where Cameron really was happy was when Mana, when uh, Red White Prison mm-hmm. was good. I've been advocating this for a couple weeks now. Right? Why was Red White Prison good? Because you had Death Shadow, and Death Shadow played a bunch of one mana spells. Yep. Red White Prison plays Chalice yep. on one. No longer do you play any of your spells yep. in. in uh, in uh, Death Shadow, yep. right? Phoenix is a bunch of one mana spells, a four mana three two, yeah, and a and an O two and an O four that they have to throw four cards into your chalice, yeah, to turn into a threat, and then you're just like, I guess I will cast Journey to Nowhere. Sure, <laughs> I, I guess. I, how many counters were on that? One, Journey to Nowhere. Elspeth, neg four. Yeah. Do I win? I think I win. Yeah. Um, so I think chalice decks mm-hmm. uh, would be good. Uh, That's why have... we're seeing an increase in War Prison right now. Mm-hmm. In in a snaring bridge because yep. you just like you get down to two cards and they don't have anything that can attack you. Yeah. Right. Phoenix is too big, and a flipped uh, thing in the ice never gets to attack you. Right. So like. I don't want to advocate for a snaring bridge because that's just like a miserable like lifestyle. Yeah. But again, like the red white prison decks that had like Emrakul mm-hmm. and Nahiri. Nahiri Emrakul. Nahiri exiles a tapped creature. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! You got out like a phoenix on turn three. Nahiri, neg, kill it. All right, don't cool. worry about that one anymore. That one's done. All right, cool. Uh, 
I guess I will journey to nowhere the next one. Oh, my Nahiri died. That's fine. I have more. And actually, we have access to uh, Settle now, which that deck didn't have access to last time it was popular. Yeah. I mean, some of the... Some of the Wrath of Gods become settles. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Right. So I think Chalice decks, like things that punish the one mana, things, Tron that gets to play main deck, Graveyard Hate, mm-hmm. not as a like concession to right. the Graveyard decks, but as like, I want to play this card anyway, Yeah, and it's does what I need to do. It makes my deck smaller mm-hmm. in the matchups that aren't graveyard-based. In the right. matchups that are graveyard-based, I just get a free graveyard uh, hate card mm-hmm. in my main deck. What about, uh, not that I'm advocating for this list to be good right now, but what about something like Scred? Scred's another relic deck. Right? Well, right, but it's a relic deck that can play Blood Moon, so it also hits all of the decks that are... It also hits Tron. Yeah, the decks that are gunning for Phoenix. Yeah, and I mean, there's the the Scred deck from six months ago where the guy won, he's playing Scred Dragons with mm-hmm. Sarkon. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, Sarkon's great. I get to throw away my extra Blood Moons and then, like, play, uh, what was he? Thunderbreak Regent, the 4-4 that, yeah. like, lightning bolts them when they, like, target Try it. target it, yeah. Right? Like, that's reasonable as well, like... You have removal for Thing in the Ice. Uh, you have main deck graveyard hate for mm-hmm. for your uh, Phoenixes, and you can play more yeah. in the board because you're not a graveyard-based deck at all. Right. And you just stick some big, dumb idiot. And, yeah. And, like, they have a 3-2. You're like, I, I have a 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> I get to beat your 3-2. Like, oh, here's a Stormbreath Dragon. It's a 4-4. Four, four. It eats your stuff. Here's a Glorybringer. It kills your thing in the ice, and it'll get to block your stuff here in a couple turns. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that there's, like, yeah, Scred, I hadn't thought about Scred, but Scred is yeah. a Chalice deck, not a, not a Chalice deck, uh, a Relic deck, Relic deck that also probably has game against Tron, because it has, mm-hmm. depending on the build, it has a clock. Mm-hmm. And, right, like, if you're playing the Rival Master build, like, you, you can't not kill the Rival Master. Right. Right on turn two, it attacks for enough that you're taking five if you don't, like, throw your thing in the ice in front of it. Yeah. I think I have to throw my thing in the ice in front of it. Yeah. Right? So, no, I think that there's, like, we're, we're just, this is like a love letter to Cameron. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just like, you said, prison and scred could both be, oh, I can, oh. I can only sleep so many cards. <laughs> yeah, after uh, we just had him on talking about his baby, his infect deck. Now, uh... Yeah, now, now we're gonna, like, show up and it's gonna be, like, just mountains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this standard mountains. Kings? All these mountains, <laughs> is this standard? Um, yeah, but I think that people haven't done that. People have yeah. kind of, like, dug in and been like, well, I, I want to play this deck. And it's yeah. like, okay, like, but you get... You, you can lose. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're playing standard and you're like, I want to play, I don't know, mono green stompy, like, cool. Like, you can have fun. You can mm-hmm. win some games, but you also will lose your fair share of games. Like, yeah. it's not one of the best decks. Right. But I want it to be. That's not how it works. Yeah. You don't always get what you want. Right. I uh, I bought into Jund when I got into Modern. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Jund hasn't been great since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, like, because yeah. you, you want the deck to be good. Like, you enjoy yeah. that kind of deck, but, yeah. like, you'll play it, but you'll be like, yeah, I have some god-awful matchups. Yeah. I'm, I think it's a path to, like, take out the red, put in some white. But we got Blood Braid, man. You do. <laughs> you do. Right? No, right? you're right. There, Hasty 3-2, yeah. we were like, you know, we can take that off the ban list. Yeah. <laughs> hasty 3-2, we like, we have to ban We have stuff. to put it on the ban list. Because we got a Hasty 3-2. It's a 3-2 that draws you a card and yeah. casts it for you. Yeah. A 3-2 that if you cast three spells, it comes back. Yeah. Oh, got to get rid of the 3-2. Both cost four mana also. Both, yeah, four mana 3-2s. Yeah. Uh, Blood Rage is harder to cast, and it was banned for years. Yeah. Uh and then it came back and it didn't do anything. That's right. I put together a sweet deck that had Jace and Bloodbraid. So I could like stack the top of my library with the Brainstorm and then Bloodbraid. The yeah, deck was awful. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully Modern Horizons will give that deck some toys. Well, I mean, get Shardless Agent. Oh, just just uh, waterfalls your way down the Cascade. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I think that we've gotten lazy. Yeah. And, you know, the old man, back in my day, we had to play sideboard cards. Yeah. Uh, we had to try to make our deck. Mm-hmm. You had to find the edge. Yeah. So, I think that that's like, if you are playing in a meta that is a bunch of Phoenix, bunch of Dredge, make a deck to beat that. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't give up all your percentage points other places, but, like, take the effort. Yep. So, we're at the hour mark. Okay. I've been told I have to put in uh, timestamps now. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Arena time. Yep. Uh, Congratulations are in order. Made it to Mythic once again. I broke it. So I've been playing Gruel Warriors. Yep. Uh, check Twitter and Facebook for uh, for the deck list. And best of one, and I had a 70% win rate in Diamond. That's I crazy. I went 40 and 17 uh starting on Tuesday. I had been playing uh I'd been playing Burn, because we all know talk lovingly about Burn. <laughs> but people got better at playing the Burn Mirror, so my win rate in the in the mono red mirror went down. Esper was like stone unwinnable because fifteen of their cards have stapled on them gaining life. two life yeah. to two to three life. Mono white was just like a play draw. Yeah. Like, if you were on the play and had Chain Whirler, you did all right. If you were on the draw and they played like a Loxodon, you, you lost. lost. Like, every time. Yeah. I saw a list. I think it was a uh, Martin Usually list that he was playing. Uh, Gruel with uh, Linowar Elf. And then he went big with four uh, Skargan Hellgeists at the top. Mm-hmm. They like Llanowar Elf, Zertog Goblin, uh, Spellbreaker, uh, Phoenix, and... Um, the Hellkite. Hellkite. And then the other two drop was uh, Growth Chamber Guardian. <clears throat> and I was like, well, this looks cool. And I was playing it, and I could never beat Mono White. Like, Mono White could go wider than me. Yeah. And with Unbreakable Formation and yeah. stuff just got taller than me. I was like, well, I want Chain Whirler back. So not too long ago, there was a top eight GP list that was Gru Warriors. 
So it played uh, all the cards that said Warrior on them, mm. pretty much. Except That's, for Gutter Bones, because you're not in black. Yeah, not in black. So it played Pelt Collector. Uh, a lot of them played Crawl Harpooner. They had to play Zertog Goblin, just as a good two-drop. It's awkward when you're yeah. like, when you have it's an unclaimed territory. Yeah. When you have an unclaimed territory, but you can say Goblin mm-hmm. and still get to cast Chain Whirler. Right. Uh, and then it played Chain Whirler and uh, Spellbreaker, because Chain Whirler, Pelt Collector, um, uh, Crawl Harpooner, and... Uh, Chamber Guardian. Growth Chamber Guardian. They're all... Warriors. Warriors. So the only non-warriors are Zeratog Goblin, Phoenix, and then I have Hellkite. So I wanted to shore up my uh, my Esper matchup, and the way that Esper gets deals with kind of the aggressive decks is Moment of Craving mm-hmm. and Cry the Carnarium. So I cut the Crawl Harpooners yeah. to play uh, Thorn Lieutenant. Because if they use Spot Removal... Is he a warrior? He is a warrior. So if they play spot removal, you get a 1-1. Mm-hmm. And he's too big to cry right. for the Carnarium or the Moment of Craving. So, and no one knows it has text. Yeah. I have won multiple games where they're like no blocks. Plus four, plus four, you're dead. Yeah, like you're at six and like, why haven't you conceded? I'm just going to use all my... Oh, okay, you're yeah. dead. Or like people will like play a Teferi plus it and then like kill a creature and then like attack. Kill your Teferi on five <laughs> with my guy. He's like, oh, did you not realize he had text? Yeah. Um, and so I've, I kind of built a deck that I thought would be good against Esper by kind of trying to shore up the fact that two toughness is kind of the the sweet yeah. spot for a lot of the removal. Yeah. And then, like, I've won games where like they've not drawn two, they've not had two removal spells once I've stuck a phoenix, mm. and you can like it's just like take four, oh it's not dead, take four, oh it's still not dead. Pick four again? Oh, yeah, we did it. <laughs> like, we were my one card to victory. Um, so I've been really happy with it. Um, I So since I hit Mythic, I hit in, I think it was 97th percentile. I took eight hours off to go live my life. <laughs> and I came back in 96th percentile and went 7-1 and one, ended up like 1,094, 1,024 or something. And then this morning... Or this afternoon, I was eleven hundred and seventy something, and went two one, and I'm like right around eleven, like a little over eleven hundred now. But so like even in Mythic right now, I'm nine and two. Yeah. With the deck, the deck is done really well. The only like I started out playing, uh, what is he called? Legion War Boss, because mm-hmm. I thought he'd be good against Esper, and he was. But, like, white was still a problem. So I put in two Lava Coils to help deal with some of the white stuff. Yeah, that's weird, because I've been playing Legion War Boss in my uh, Rakdos deck, and I love it against white. Like, it's one of the cards I hope is in my opener when I'm playing against white. Oh. See, like, like Growth Chamber Guardian is a card that I want to see against white. Yeah. Well, against a lot of people. Against Esper. Yeah. Uh, they'll, that's a card that just gets, like, thought erasured, like, all the time. Yeah. Is the Growth Chamber Guardian. It's great against blue. Mm-hmm. Mono blue, you're like, play my guy, attack, like, you can't ever block it. Yeah. And it's going to draw me a card, go. It's pretty cool. So is your Rectus, so you're in Platinum with Rectus Yeah, I'm right uh, Plat 2. Um, I went on a tear last week. Um, I played, I usually try and get my games in in the morning before I go to work. 
Um, and I, I think I only got a chance to play three days last week, but I went six zero six zero six zero. I did not drop a game last week. <laughs> and it's pretty good. Yeah, it was insane. Um, just basic Rakdos, Judith, uh, Priest of Forgotten Gods. Oh, you, you're playing like Burglarettes too, right? Yeah, yeah uh, three Burglarettes, uh, a couple free booters. Um, and this kind of shore up you against Esper because you get to attack their hand a little bit. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, even if like they get to pick the card, it doesn't matter because you're still you're still getting value off of it. Yeah, so. you're still, and then it's something that they eventually have to answer anyway mm-hmm. because it's a card with Judith. It's a two one now. Yep. Um, so the meta game uh, is pretty much the same. Yeah, really hasn't changed too much in so the last couple like weeks. So it's like red, red, mono white, and Esper in diamond or almost between the three. Almost an even split. Red's a little higher. It's like 18 or so percent, I think. But they're almost exactly 50% of the metagame. A little yeah. bit over. And, uh, and then the rest of it is, I think, the next kind of biggest thing in Platinum was... Um, what's it called? Was, uh, like, again, the random yeah. decks. And those a lot of those were mono green. Yeah, so a bunch of mono green. Uh, and then... Um, the other kind of like random, and then there's like mono blue was like ten percent. Yeah. And in diamond, like the next deck is gruel. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so that's about half, and then you've got this like gruel was like twelve percent of the meta. Uh, so people people are catching on that four fours are hard for red to beat. Yeah. And three and four three flyers are hard for white to beat. Yeah. In mono blue. And if Esper's still building its deck in a way to punish mono white and mono red, then yeah, their removal is also pretty bad against four fours. Yeah, and that's that's part yeah. of it. Like it's interesting because against like Esper, you almost always haste your uh, your spellbreaker. Yeah, because you're like, oh, it resolved. We're gonna get in three damage. Yeah, and then make them deal with it. Uh, but against a lot of other decks, you make it a four four. Right. Because then they can never block it. Yeah. So. It's just interesting. You're like, oh, I'm going to get in for this damage. But, like, Zertog Goblin basically only has one mode against Esper. It's like, make a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, so it doesn't die to cry. Or so it doesn't die to cry. But then uh, Spellbreaker, you're like, get in there, buddy. Yep. <laughs> like, they don't have anything to block with. Anyway, so that's kind of where the arena is kind of where we expect. It might change a little bit this week. Yeah, I, uh, I noticed since you tweeted out your deck list... Um, I saw a bunch of people on Facebook and Twitter saying that they've had some luck with Gruel. Um, and I've also run into it more. I ran into it more this morning and a little bit yesterday uh, where I really hadn't seen it at all the week before. Yeah. So I think Gruel's definitely trending up. And like with the Mythic Invitational, oh, yeah, I think you're going to see someone may have come up with something interesting and that might kind of drive the metagame. I'm interested to see what Jerry did. I listened to a game podcast mm-hmm. last week, and uh, he was a little cryptic about his deck choices, but I'm very interested to see what he decided to put together. Yeah, he he had an interesting take on Gruel for uh, the Twitch Rivals event. Yeah. Where he was playing, oh, God, he was playing, like, the Immortal Sun in the board Ooh. and stuff like that. So, like, he's been kicking around Gruel. But he he always wants to have have a good deck to put a treasure map in. Yeah. So, yeah, but it should be interesting to see. So I don't know when that starts. I think it starts like Thursday. 
Oh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I assumed it started Friday. Maybe it starts Friday. I don't remember. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see here. Tournaments I'm not qualified for. Mythic, <laughs> Invitational at PAX East. Yes, when does this start? Uh, March 28th. March 28th. So I guess it does start Friday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. No, 28th is, that's a long, that's four days, right? Yeah. So that starts on Thursday. Right? Well, today's the 25th. So, yeah, Thursday. Calendars with James and Brian. <laughs> this uh, is how days work. They go in order. They usually go up. Um, so, yeah, so it starts Thursday. Yeah. So, there'll be, you know, tournaments. Ha- there'll be a tournament happening where people have tried to, like, kind of break the best of one. Yeah. I know. I was watching uh, Newmont, and he was on Mono White and Sultai. Mm-hmm. But Saltai with three negates in the main Whew. to be better against Esper. Yeah. I'm like, fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. So <laughs> if you if you start getting if people start playing Saltai and then you get like negated out of it, you can blame you him. You blame him, yeah. Go in his chat and yell at him. That's kind of a kind of an interesting thing that I hadn't thought of though, is like when me and you think of best of one, we think of grinding the ladder. And yeah. we probably wouldn't play a deck like that. Because, you know, even though it probably performs well, the games take so long. They do take a long time. But if you're only having to worry about, you know, playing a normal tournament with a best-of-one deck, like, that really doesn't matter. Yeah, well, the the format for this is weird, too, right? Yeah. It's a duo standard. Yeah. Where you have to play one of your decks, then you have to play the other deck. Yeah. And if you go to three, each player gets to pick right. a deck. So well, like, you can register the, register the same deck for both of your decks. Yes. So, like, if you have two different decks, you're kind of incentivized to have a deck that is generally good yeah. against everything. Yeah. Because, right, like, the last thing you want to do is, I don't know, play your mono white deck when someone can pick Esper Control. Yeah. And you get, like, cried, and you're like, oh, well, this And was... then you cry. Yeah, and then you're like, well, yeah. I just lost this. You want to play something that is, like... 50% against the world. Yeah. And then hope that you, you know, get lucky and outplay them. So, like, I think that's why, like, he was leaning on Sultai. Where it's yeah. just, like... And he thinks there's going to be a lot of people playing Esper. Like, a lot of the MPL players. Yeah. Because pros like to gra- gravitate towards control. Right. So... But, yeah, so it'll be interesting because... And I think, like, just watching him today, he was in the higher ranks of Mythic... But apparently, if you're, like, at 97th percentile, they'll just match you against number 31. Randomly? Randomly. Because he was playing some, like, percentage people. And I was like, oh, well, that hasn't happened to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, they... Uh, what did they... Uh, but there's a lot more Sultai there. And I think, like, especially if you're trying to stay in the top 1,000, yeah. it's less about, like, playing a lot of games and more just, like, getting as many wins as possible to, like, kind of maintain your rank. Okay. So, and I got to play against, like, some weird bank deck today. Hmm. I was like, huh, Tristani is a card that people have. In oh, play. yeah. Tristani and something else. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Can you beat a rekindling Phoenix? No, you can't. Okay, cool. <laughs> Moving on. At <laughs> least things are normal. Yeah. This card's still good. Yeah. So... With that, I think we're done. I was yeah. all happy that I thought it was going to be under an hour. It did not happen. Yeah, we're close, We're though. close. So, 
Again, thanks for listening. Uh, and you can, uh, again, find us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on Facebook. And Casual Tryhard MTG at gmail.com. After you listen to us, you should go check out the Very Good Comic Podcast on YouTube. Yep, there are uh, some friends of ours that have a very interesting take on the world of comic books. So, with that, uh, thanks, and we'll see you at FNM. Yep, we'll catch you at FNM.